All right, good afternoon, everyone, or maybe just me. I'll have to decide what I end up doing with this. I have it labeled as an episode for the Noble podcast, but uh, time will tell if it uh, makes it up there or not. So this is Peter here, one of your one of your hosts, and uh, today is Friday, July thirteenth. It's about four o'clock in the afternoon. A beautiful sunny day. And I am currently sitting in the cab of a semi parked in between two corn and Durham field in a pasture. <laughs> and you may be wondering, uh, what am I doing out here? I, uh, when the week started, I didn't plan on uh, being in this, in this situation or this uh, space, but a good opportunity came up and I decided to take it so just back up maybe about a month or so before uh, with our business one of the things that I'm responsible for right now is operations and when you're doing a startup or a new venture you end up wearing a lot of different hats just to keep things going Phil is our developer and architect and uh, he's been wrangled into doing some UX UI stuff as well even though as a back-end developer that is not uh, what he wants to be doing but he does a good job for what we need <laughs> right now uh, Matthew is a mix of sales product management and uh, you know doing things with actually developing uh, as I talked about I believe in a previous episode uh, building out some new release features in a desktop prototype. Put the audio on pause for a second because uh, the tractor was driving by, which is part of what I'm doing <laughs> out here. And so anyways, my uh, main role is uh, in sales and helping uh, connect people together and doing things with our resellers and working with our vendors and different people and just kind of being a relationship guy. And that's really what I what I love. I love uh, kind of building that network. I love writing content about our industry and doing some marketing and helping share the vision. Uh, those things are really exciting. Helping, and then as we start to grow, creating the company culture and, and those those types of things. But for now, somebody has to do the books, uh, keep an eye on cash flow, and all those pieces. And uh, that responsibility has uh, fallen into my lap. So with that, uh, you know, we got a few contracts to start out, which was enough to really keep us going on a shoestring budget for a while where we had to be really careful about what we spend and how we spend it, but uh, manageable. And the goal with that is not to push releases out too fast or try to get people on a system that's not ready. So uh, taking what we built for these few initial customers, making them happy, and then adding more people onto it. So as we've been working through that, you know, when you work on something, a project or a software or an idea or a prototype internally, you come at it with a certain perspective and a certain way of of doing things. And then when you start showing it to other people, you know, they give you other things to think about, ask different questions. There's things that they like, things that they'd like to see differently, and it's you just you just never know what that's going to what that's going to look like or entail. But one thing you can count on is there are going to be uh, some 
things that don't align with what you built and how they want to use it. It's just a normal part of the process. And so what we've done is just show the software to people as early on as possible, keep them involved in the process and changes. I have our general ideas and hypotheses on how it should work and settling on things that are kind of deal breakers for us, but other things that we're flexible about. And so we have some framework for that. And through the process of uh, sharing the software with our first couple customers, uh, there are just a few things we needed to change or fine-tune or, you know, some process things we hadn't thought of. And so it pushed the delay it pushed the delay of our um, initial release out probably about a month back from when when we were hoping. And part of our agreements with these customers is uh, we don't receive our next payment or the rest of the down payment and the subscription until that is satisfied. And so... I looked out a few weeks ago and saw that in the middle of August we were going to have, you know, an issue with cash flow just depending on when these other things came in. And, you know, we're at the position now where we're we're fortunate enough where uh, Phil and I can draw a small paycheck from our um, company, uh, you know, kind of keep the lights on sort of a salary right now, but... You know, it's something and just, you know, to be honest, we want to pay ourselves a little bit and just, you know, be able to do that. And just looking ahead with that and some of the things that we want to do in the near future that uh, what we wanted to spend and what we had uh, to spend did not add up. (laughs) And so my initial reaction to that was just to feel stressed and afraid. And it kind of shut me down for about a day. And, you know, kind of came to a head at the end of uh, one day in the middle of the week where I went on a bike ride, just pushed really hard for about a half hour, kind of broke through that um, that fear and those negative thoughts to where I could actually do something about it. And, you know, the rest of the bike ride spent time uh, thinking of, of alternatives and things that we could we could do. So put together a cash flow plan. Uh, decided to um, change how we pay some things or some things that we were going to do and you know looking at other sources to bring in revenue in the short term including cash injections from founders and then you know other other things along along that side um and then on top of that just saying well what what can i do to uh, take stress off of the business financially and so i made a decision to um not pay myself for a few months and now I start looking at the business of the Peter Schott family <laughs> and with that I don't want to be uh, dipping into reserves and putting myself into, in distress so I uh, made a decision to look for other uh, work opportunities things that I could do kind of part-time or on the side that could help uh, one of those being helping on the farm driving grain cart, which is not what I'm doing today. I'm going to do that, you know, middle of August and then a little bit in September. But I called my brother the other day and just kind of told him that I was looking for a few other things to do. And if they had, I had some extra time because we're kind of waiting for these releases to be done. So is there anything on the farm that that is that you guys need help with? And he said, well, actually, tomorrow I need help driving the water truck because this and that were going on and I looked at my schedule and I had a few minor things that I had to move around and did that and I said sure 
So uh, that night, um, got ready to go, and then in the morning, left at 5 in the morning and got to Cullum before 8, and off off we went. Hadn't driven, driven semi in, I think, three years, and so I was a bit rusty. <laughs> Still am, but getting better with it. But the last few days, <clears throat> I've been driving semi, filling the water truck, helping fill the uh, applicator, and then I have a lot of downtime in between, and so... That's been actually really great. I've used that time uh, to, uh, you know, Matthew was in Hong Kong and uh, had a couple phone calls with him on WhatsApp, and we figured out a few things. I've talked to Phil and got some stuff straightened out with our releases. Um, I've even used the uh, steering wheel of the uh, semi to set my laptop on and... um, you know, my phone is a hotspot, <laughs> and that was my mobile office yesterday, and the day before, and and today. Actually, this has been my third my third day doing doing this, and so uh, still able to get a ton of work done. Um, this afternoon, I've been listening to Principles by Ray Dalio. I just started that book. Um, you know, that's been going that's been going really well. I've really enjoyed. Uh, being out here, the the change of pace. Um, you know, I just talked to another friend and colleague of mine in the industry. Shout out to Joe if you're listening to this. Uh, talking about doing some square bales after being traveling a bit for doing a few software releases. And, you know, I joked that that was CrossFit for Farmers uh, square bales. So if anyone else can relate to that or have other, other things that you do, you know, share them in the comments or whatnot. <laughs> but it's it's been a fun change of pace. It's given me time... Uh, to think and just enjoy being outside to get a ton of work done too. I mean, I, my productivity really hasn't dipped. I've just had to be more creative about how I do things and when I when I do things. But it's it's really worked, really worked quite well. Um, and it got me thinking about uh, life on your own terms. And so the other day, uh, Gary V had done a tweet about happiness and most people just really not being happy and it just gets down to a lack of self-awareness and I wrote a longer tweet and split it up where I'd been talking with um with Gary V and Miss Sanjini who is the leader of what she calls the (laughs) go-getters and we had a really cool little conversation going on her and I did about about this and I shared um, you know, for me, uh, Gary V had asked what your definition of happiness is, and I said it's living life on my own terms. And you know, some people in there that think, oh, you have to be your own boss. That's living life on your own on your own terms, and that's not necessarily it. But what it looks like for me is, you know, I'm running my own business. Uh, running your own business is not for everyone, but clearly, it's a life that I love. You know, I've I've run a couple businesses before on the side. And just, I really enjoy what I'm doing right now and just the opportunities to create and connect and the things that I'm doing in this space. Um, you know, sitting out here in this field in this semi is part of uh, life on my own terms where, you know, I have the flexibility to take time and work on the farm to make some extra money, uh, help my family and be outside. You know, like I was saying earlier, I was in a truck cab yesterday or the day before calling Hong Kong, working with Fargo, talking to a guy in Brazil, 
uh, help check fields. I've been testing software. And I even had a planning call for a really amazing art project that's going to be coming up with my international potluck that I'm really excited about that. I was able to delegate most of the leadership functions of the regular potluck event to a few people, and they had their first meeting without me yesterday. Uh, I could have been on that on the phone, but I wanted them to run through it and just kind of see what needed to be changed there. Um, had some really cool opportunities to just talk with my dad face-to-face the last few days that I had in other. Um, and so that's been really amazing to do that. And so for me, life on my own terms, it means more responsibility and more risk. You know, our business could fail. There's a lot of different things that that could happen. I have a lot more responsibility. I don't have someone, you know, telling me every day or every month or every couple of weeks what I need to do and checking in on my on my progress. And so I have to create that structure in my own in my own life. And that means, you know, reading financial statements out six weeks and realizing that, you know, you need to do some changes to cash flow. <laughs> so there's a lot more responsibility. Uh, there's a lot more risk, but ultimately for me there's a lot more freedom and control and running my own business and doing the things that I'm doing with this it's allowed me to make trips to Thailand uh, I've started a thriving community group our international potluck meets monthly we on average have a hundred people and sometimes over 200 depending on the event uh, I've spoke at a number of events I've spoke at 1 million cups in Fargo and I'm going to be doing the same in Bismarck in a few weeks and so getting ready for that uh, I've had the opportunity and the real honor to be featured in a magazine cover story uh, with Fargo Inc., who was one of five people, new entrepreneurs that, that were part of this story, which was an amazing opportunity. Uh, I've had sleepless nights figuring out the direction of our business where, you know, I wake up sometimes at 3, 4 in the morning worried about, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? And you know, those those types of things. So I've had to wake up at 2, 3 in the morning and journal or think and write or, you know, pace or whatever I need to do and then go back to <laughs> bed. But on the other side, you know, the other day I took the afternoon off and I hung out with my oldest daughter. Um, she'd been on the farm quite a bit for the summer and we hadn't really talked. So we I just cleared my schedule and we spent the afternoon together and talked and had a really great time with that uh, my wife and I go on afternoon dates pretty frequently um, which really been great to be able to connect with her in that way and I'm able to make greater investments in my community helping a couple nonprofits and doing different things and really for me uh, when I wasn't living life on my own terms I was reacting you know if something would come my way if it was easy quick or convenient I would just take it and kind of drift along and just just kind of let life make decisions for me um, and and you know over time with that I realized that ultimately I was living someone else's life and you know just just through different experiences of reacting drifting not being responsible for my choices not taking charge of my life um, I was really bored. I was making a lot of money. I was financially just doing really well. But, you know, I was I was just miserable. I um <laughs> you know, after after a while the money didn't matter anymore and I just realized that, you know, I'm busy and bored and drifting in someone else's life and this is just not 
not fulfilling at all. And so I had to get uh, back to basics and really get grounded on becoming self-aware. And a lot of, a lot of different things that I did to, to do that, but that self-awareness gave me clarity and focus in a way that I hadn't had before. And so I was able to make some big decisions, take some big risks, and do some things uh, to get to the position where we are now. And it's just a constant evolving process. So that for me is life on life on my own terms. It doesn't necessarily just mean that I'm my own boss and that I, you know, that I run a business and that it's, it's really all about um, being self-aware, being responsible for my choices and continually just checking what am I doing each day to live in alignment with who I am and what I value. And so I'm really excited. I'm listening to this book principles by Ray Dalio. And now I just started it and I'm really interested to, kind of filter my experiences of the last five years or so through what he's going to say in this in this book so that's all i had for today Uh, it's a beautiful day out here uh, west of fredonia shout out to all the folks in fredonia and cullum or (laughs) wishick or streeter or any of those places in in the circle around here linton (laughs) if you're listening uh Love to love to hear your thoughts on this. What does what does life on your own terms mean for you, and how are you living that out in your own life?